The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Union Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. I am the host, and today you are listening to Couch Talks. And if you are unfamiliar with what Couch Talks is, it is the special bonus episode of Union Therapy where I answer questions that listeners like you, or maybe it is you today, send in to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. Now, quick little reminder that I like to give you all that although I am answering questions and I'm talking about things that you guys email me about specifically today, this podcast does not serve as a replacement or a substitute for actual mental health services. So now that we have the little intro guy out of the way, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. So every week I try to do one question and I read the question to y'all and then I leave them anonymous so you guys can feel really safe in sending in what you want to ask or talk about. And then I talk about it. And sometimes I answer the question and sometimes I just talk about the question and sometimes I ask more questions. So I'm excited about the question I got today because it actually has a little bit to do with the episode from actually last week and also an episode that is coming up in your future. All right, so let's get into the question. Here it is. Hey, Kat, I am a longtime listener of your show, and I should start by saying your show is the reason I decided to pursue and stick with therapy. Thank you for giving me the confidence to start talking with a counselor. It has really changed my life for the better. 
I also wanted to let you know how much I enjoyed your conversation with Lauren Ober. I'm a speech and language therapist, and recently there has been a huge push in my field and in special ed as a whole to get information about autism from autistic people themselves rather than, in quotes, neurotypical people. This has begun helping us avoid using practices that are potentially very harmful, such as forcing eye contact, encouraging masking, etc., etc. All this to say, the conversation you had is such an important one. Even though I have worked with countless autistic kids, I learned so much from Lauren, and I'm so grateful for her being open to sharing with us. This sort of brings me to my question. As I mentioned, I am an SLP, and I work for two elementary schools. My field is sort of known for leading directly to burnout, and while I've only been out of grad school and working in the field for a few months, I can already feel it coming on strong. I've tried to set tangible boundaries from work, like not checking email from home and stuff like that, but mentally, I am constantly at work. I mean, I wake up and go to sleep thinking about my job. How can I have a better work-life balance so I don't get burnt out in less than a year into my career? Thank you so much for all that you do. Okay, so one, let's just address it all. Thank you so much when I read this at first and I I read, I'm a longtime listener. I was like, oh wait, we've been doing this for almost three years and so you can be a longtime listener now because the show is getting kind of old. So I think that's really cool and I'm excited that it led you to therapy because that's, I mean, one of the reasons I do this is it helps people get the care that they need and it creates conversations that help people know that life can be different and things can be different for them if they want them to be. Now then, you talking about the episode from last week, if you guys hadn't heard it yet, I did a podcast with somebody named Lauren Ober and she actually started her own podcast recently talking about her experience being diagnosed as autistic later in life in her 40s and I learned a lot it sounds like some of y'all learned a lot and I just think that whole conversation was cool and I think it, it is interesting how like things are changing and like it's almost like duh we should be getting information and learning about people from them and not from people that aren't like them and I didn't realize this is a newer epiphany for me that is like changing a lot of or has changed in the last couple of years how I kind of interact and, and talk with people in my life and clients especially. But I didn't realize how it actually was like so not helpful to teach people to do normal behaviors versus, and I normal is in quotes, versus this idea where we allow others and actually champion others and champion the idea that there isn't one way to live in this world, which leads to an entire conversation around kind of the agency in deciding what behaviors or characteristics we want to work on and change in ourselves, like in general, not just when it comes to like things specific to autism or neurotypical people. Like it might be more accepted or in quotes again, normal, I don't know, to have less energy in your speech or be less intense in conversations, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to adjust yourself to that norm. Yeah, there might be consequences in being the person who talks faster or louder or asks more tense questions or digs deeper in conversations with people that might not want to dig into those conversations, but there are also some benefits in you actually staying you and not adjusting to what most of the world does. All the time I think about this and I I am also guilty of not acting in the way that I want to act all the time, not thinking the way I want to think all the time, because again, in the last couple of years, I've really been challenging this part of me, but I think it's silly the way that we kind of critique others initially and often rather than we 
become curious about our differences and we wonder and we leave space for there not to be one way to be good or okay or right or whatever. So thank you for that feedback on that episode. And I hope as always, all of these conversations are helpful. Now for your question. And I want to start by saying I relate to you a lot in this. I feel this a lot. And for me, literally a year and a half into being a therapist, working my dream job, which again, I, I don't trade the, the time I spent in that job for, I would never trade it for anything. But I remember a year and a half in being like, how am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And I think that that experience was created and encouraged by a couple factors. And some of them were because of me and my own behavior. And so I get that early burnout. And I want to talk a little bit about my experience and that might you might relate to that. And then we're going to talk about it generally too, as well. I know that when I would get very like in my head about like, how am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Like those things started to come up and I was like living for the weekends and I just needed a break all the time. I was living in a very future experience, right? Again, how am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Well, if we replace, I mean, take our job out and replace something else. A lot of times when we look at things for the entirety of our lives, it sounds very daunting, right? Hopefully we are going to live long lives. So that's going to be a long time doing one thing. And that can sound exhausting for a lot of different reasons. So I think one part of the practice um, when it comes to alleviating burnout is practicing being in the moment more often. And I think that that's really hard. It's really easy to say and talk about. It's really hard to do, but being more mindful about where we are right now, what's it like to be in this right now, like literally right now in this moment, right now that you're listening to this versus tomorrow, Wednesday, two weeks, a month from now, three years from now, our whole life. And once we can start actually living in the moment, we actually might find ourselves enjoying things more often, right? Or it might lead us to like, hey, actually in the moment, I hate this all the time and maybe I shouldn't be doing this, which is another conversation. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. 
endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums, but I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And then something else that I think really played a role in my early on burnout was I was so excited to start as a therapist. One, I didn't give myself any boundaries, one, we'll get to that, but I was so excited to start. Like I started working before I graduated, working full-time before I graduated because I was just so excited to get in there. When I look back and I'm like, dang it, I really should have taken like two weeks off and like you know, done nothing because I just was like in grad school for three years and working an internship and doing all the things, but we can't go back. We can just learn and move forward. But yeah, I also, because I was so excited, I didn't give myself any boundaries because I was enjoying myself. So I would I worked so hard to get to that point and then I just wanted to do it all the time. I worked way too much and I gave an intense amount of energy to my job. And then I felt like I had to keep up with that energy forever. So What I want you to hear is like, it's okay to slow down sometimes and life ebbs and flows. We know that, right? Sometimes we can give more energy. Sometimes we can give less energy. And sometimes there's boundaries that need to be set even when we can give more. Even when I do have more energy or I do have more excitement, I still might need to follow these boundaries because if I don't, I'm going to push myself over the edge. It can be a really fine line and something that is really important I think for a lot of people to just like own and hold and take with them everywhere they go is the idea that just because you can do something it doesn't mean you should it doesn't mean you need to and it doesn't mean you have to just because I have the ability to doesn't mean that I need to go do this thing I have to go do this thing now I think in this case that the specific listener writing about their experience that might be helpful to also look at the expectations that you're setting for yourself, right? And also with that, what are the expectations that work is setting 
for you? So are the expectations that work is offering like too high? Are they really not achievable? And so you're kind of just always going to be pushing yourself to the extreme or are you doing that as well? Or is there a combination? And something that a boss of mine uh, told me very early on in that moment or in that time period that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so burnt out. I'll never forget this is she said, their chaos is not your emergency. And there are things that are emergencies. And then there are things that we flag as emergencies because of how we want to be perceived, right? I want to be able to fix it. I want people to think highly of me. I want to be the person that everyone can count on. I want to be the person who doesn't make mistakes, the person you can trust. And so we flag things that can really wait until tomorrow or we flag things that really aren't our responsibility at all as emergencies. And then we tend to those emergencies over and over and over again when really we have no business doing that because we're not helping ourselves and we're not helping the people that we actually might be enabling. So again, their chaos or someone else's chaos is not necessarily my emergency. And then lastly, and maybe most importantly, for anyone who lives, who has a life, because we all have stressors, no matter what they are, there has to be a self-care routine or regimen involved in our care for ourselves in general, right? If I'm caring for myself well, there's going to be some self-care involved. Now, I don't want to give a spoiler alert, but I'm going to give a spoiler alert. I might have an episode coming up probably in two or three weeks where we go deep into self-care and the subject of what it's perceived as in popular culture and also what it actually is. So I'm not going to go as deep into that today. Just be prepared and keep your eyes and ears out for that one. But what I do want you guys to hear today, I'll give you this, is when I say self-care and there needs to be self-care involved and self-care helps with burnout, I don't mean it like really flippantly, right? And I don't think that self-care is going to ever fix. It's not the cure for for burnout, but it might help equip you with the emotional space, integrity, what have you, to be able to make some of the changes that you might need to make in order to help alleviate the possible burnout. So again, self-care, it doesn't cure things, but it is a tool, it's a skill that helps us be our best selves or um, be our healthiest selves. So find practices that help you do that and then commit to them. Trust me, I used to think that self-care was kind of like a joke. I didn't really understand why I would ever really need to involve myself in that. I felt like an elective or something that only like weak people for, sadly, it's something that I thought before I was have had my own rude awakening. Those kind of people needed, not me. But if I don't practice my own self-care, which looks different than probably other people's self-care, I will suffer. And then the things that are in my life suffer, my friendships, my um, relationships in general, my um, mental health in general, my work, my clients care, like that all suffers. And so it's something I have to commit to even when I'm doing well, I'm doing well, because I've committed to the practices (laughs) that allow me to do well. So again, I don't mean self-care really flippantly. I'm like, oh, self-care, you should like get your nails done and like go for a walk on the beach or something like that. Like those can be 
that if they're not self-care for you or if you're not using them as a way to allow yourself some space and some rest and some reprieve from a lot of emotional turmoil for a lack of a better word that I can think of right now, then that's not self-care for you. So think about what helps you actually nourish your soul, what helps you actually care for yourself well, like what feels actually soothing to you. And then practice those things and practice them often and take them seriously. Don't do what I did in the beginning or do it and then learn the hard way and then take them seriously, whatever you got to do. But yeah, burnout is real. Burnout is a thing. And again, burnout is is a feeling, right? So you're feeling something. That's a uh, another word for a feeling that you might be experiencing. So dig into what that feeling is. And a lot of times that feeling might lead you to whatever self-care practice you might need. Like our feelings are really tools that guide us to get what we need. And so if I'm feeling really tired or I'm feeling exhausted or I'm feeling Uh, really scared that I can't keep up or that I'm going to fail. Follow that feeling because that feeling is going to lead you to something you need. And then that might lead you to what you might need to nourish that need. So that is all I have for you today. Thank you for this email. Again, guys, if you want to email me, you can email any questions or thoughts to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. If you want to follow me, you can do that at UniTherapyPodcast and at cat.defada. Also, if you have not seen it already, I did release merch. I did release the have the day you need to have sweatshirts. I was going to save those for the Wichita live show that I'm going to with Amy, the live, the four things with Amy Brown live show. But I decided not to because of a lot of things more just logistical. And so I just released them online. There are at this point 10 left. So go grab them if you want one. Hopefully there are some left and I hopefully will have more and more options available for you soon. But that was kind of just like a test run. So the link is in the show notes here that you can follow. And also I'll put it in my Instagram bio, although it was being really difficult with me the other day and it wouldn't let me change the link and I was very confused and then I gave up. But yeah, so those are released and those are out there. Hopefully you got one. I am actually going to drop all those orders off at the post office today. It was very exciting and fun packaging all those up. Thank you so much for anybody who ordered one. That actually meant a lot to me because when I put them for sale, I was like, nobody's going to buy these. And then there's 10 left. So that was exciting and cool and kind of gives me some tangible evidence that we are creating a little community where this sign off that I started saying means something to you guys. So with that, I hope you guys have the day you need to have. And I will be back with you on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye guys. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics 
in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.